This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. We're back here on Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players. From the University of Rhode Island, we've got a little bit of off-season buzz that we're going to be reacting to. Some FCS news, some FBS news. Sean, how are we doing today? Uh, thinking about joining a bowling league this winter. God, are you that down bad? That's what we're resorting to now is that you're going to join I, I got a the bug, man. I bowled, I bowled twice in Whoa. the last two weeks. I caught the bug. Obviously, in the summer and springtime, I'm going to be golfing. But in the winter, I might go bowling more. Hey, how, how many... Uh, Members of the opposite sex, do you think you're going to communicate with doing this bowling league? It's very little. Yeah. Okay. Very How are you going to talk? Spend your free time talking to some girls instead of pocket watching. Why are you pocket watching me? Because <laughs> I, I think you have better you better use of your time than uh, than joining a bowling league. I'd be. How is that? Why can't I just have fun in a bowling league? I talk to girls every single weekend. On a Wednesday, how many girls am I going to? How, go how to many the gym girls more. are you talking to Use on a Wednesday? time to go to the gym more. I have been. I've been tracking it on my calendar. I think you got a lot of problems that could be solved by what not going to What is this situation <laughs> where Joe is starting to try to give me advice? It's not advice. I'm attacking you. There's a difference. Understand? Yeah. That. Yeah. Why? Because I want to. I, I might want to bowl once a week. Well, what's the motivation? Why are you joining a bowling league? Because I've got the bug. I want to bowl every day. I think there's more you've effective never uses had a, of, of your you, time. You've never had a good game of bowling, so you don't know what the bug is. Uh, no, I just I don't have free time. I think I think that's that's the difference. Okay, so that's that's an interesting dig that you just thrown out there. I think you that do was have a free little time. that that was a little backhanded. I don't think that no, I I, I don't have time. But I, I that was a little bit backhanded. Um, well, all right, fine. Join the bowling league. I, I why why I just what? don't know why it irritates you. That we don't want me like that. <laughs> I don't know why it would get in your craw so much. The idea of me throwing some righteous bowling balls down at the down at the pins, chopping it up at the lanes. No, nah, I I think that there are more effective uses of your time than to to join a bowling league. Does it make you happier or more angry that the bowling alley that we go to is the dingiest, worst bowling alley of all time? That actually makes it a little bit acceptable if you were yeah, going it, to. It's a, not like this souped up where we got the good kitchen, we got the TVs and all the all the lights going crazy. It is literally just a bowling alley. There's an arcade. So here, here, here's my qualm with it is I feel like when you start joining the bowling leagues, it's the beginning of the end. You know, that's the that's the beginning of the downward spiral. And then in <laughs> you join, you do your first week in the bowling league and then you blink and then you're wearing the air monarchs. Your back hurts when you look, stand up. You've look. got the wrist brace <laughs> and it's look, just look. the beginning of the end. I'm trying to say okay. that's all it is. OK, that's good rationale. I still think that me and you are young enough mm-hmm. to still want to compete in things. And not like sad compete, like 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 still like I I would argue bowling want, is sad compete. Bowling close, but it's. Join a semi-pro it, football league with a bunch of truckers. I think that oh would be a little bit Oh my god, I got invited. I 
every weekend I got invited to to join another league. It's a flag football league, and it's like, oh, you'd be Wait, playing on the what? line. I'm like, I'm like, what? What value would you provide to a flag football team? It's a lot. That's like it, me it, joining dude, one. I, here's the thing. Well, what am you, I going to snap? Yeah. Good luck. And you don't have hands. At least I have hands. I could roll out uh, out in the flat. But you're not mo- you're not moving very quickly. So like, what are you going to be doing? I don't need. Look, let me explain. Okay. God, can I explain? No. All right. So basically, every weekend, maybe once every two weekends, it slowed down a little bit because I think they've all checked me off their list by now. But I would go out and I would get recruited to an adult football league in Northern Virginia or D.C where it's either a tackle league with pads, a tackle league with no pads, a flag football league uh, uh, with no pads. Regardless, I guess in all of these leagues, there's like three offensive linemen and three defensive linemen that just run into each other for an hour while the quarterbacks and the wide receivers are just tossing the ball around. I'm like, why do I want to go out there and, and do that? And like, oh, man, it's fun. You get your testosterone going. You're, you're out there getting a fight. Like, terrible. What do I want to get in a fight for right now? Right. Why am I trying? I'm, I'm going to go challenge a 31 year old, a, a, a guy living in Bethesda that played at LSU. Is that that's what's going to be fun for me? I would I would doubt that it is anybody with much athletic prowess. I, I would assume it's the guys that made I, the all state team in high school and they still think that they've got a little bit left in them. Like the I guys that played rugby that. in college. It's and it's a what? lot of rugby players. I think you're on to something there. One yeah. guy was like, Yeah, you know, I was on the practice squad with the Jets. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna so do I look like someone that was even close to becoming on a practice squad on the Jets? Do you understand that there's a pretty big gap there? That's kind it, of depressing it, that you go from see when I'm done some, with football. I guess some guys really love it. I guess some guys but, really love it. But that's depressing to go for. Was this for the the flag league or the tackle? League? This was like a tackle league. I, I guess they're all. That's like, different. Here's the here's the thing. But it, I'm like, like man, it, you don't. They don't. There's a part where they don't understand because they've never been the junk man in basketball. When you're playing pickup ball and you're my size, you're getting the boards. You're you're getting fed sometimes in the paint. You're you're trying to make one one extra pass. I'm not out there mm. chucking threes trying to snatch ankles, right? <laughs> These guys that are playing in the leagues are are out wide or throwing the ball or running it. Right. Not in. No the, one wants to be the offensive lineman. Why do I want to be in that thankless position again? Unless I just miss it so much. And maybe there will be a time when I'm like 27 and I miss it that much, where I want to go out there and, and, and play a little bit. But it seems like it's just an excuse to to go out there and talk trash to a defensive back. And, and just that and have a fight on the field like that's not what right, that's not where i'm looking for you've already gotten your dose of cte and i don't think anyone oh wants thanks to man an extra dose of cte so i i commend you for not joining one of those leagues um my way think of has more connected- CTE? who do you think has more cte me or the guy that punched a hole in his door in college i didn't get hit i didn't get any concussions in college that's some type of CTE. nor did i take much head contact no one's hitting the long snapper. What is the, like I'm gonna sit here. And pretend. I got I got my bell rung once against JMU, and that was that was the extent of it. There was never any serious head contact. Everything else really was wobbly. Just... No, Janetti no. hit me with a UFC spinning back fist one time in practice, and I, my vision in went black head? and white. Yes, oh my God. he was just trying to do a spin move, but the back of his wrist hit me, ear hold me, and it was just like, oh well, there's the concussion grenade from from, uh, from Call of Duty. <laughs> Heard it. Saw it. It was a problem. All right, Sean, let's get to some of this news, not 
go too far down the uh, the banter sure. rabbit hole. So do we have a read? this weekend? Yeah, we do have a read. Did I, I emailed it to you yesterday? Yes, and so I you, and you I have sh- it. You should. I'm glad you do. So uh, we were texting each other, and we both apparently live bet this weekend uh, oh, the yes. Jaguars game. So the what had happened to me is I bet on the Jags, and before I knew it, I blanked. It was they were down. 27 to nothing. And I was like, okay, well, this was a waste of the the money line bet that I put down. And then I see them score a late touchdown. I'm like, you know what? They got a little momentum. Let's let's double down here. Let's put the same amount of money I put on the original bet. Let's yeah. put it on here. It's not that much money. Let's just see what happens. Sure, like two. $2 and I watched. Well, it was five, it was five bucks on both bets, but that oh. five dollars made me sixty. So I've Big got money. some free more money okay. to, to play with. Free more money. Free more money. <laughs> bet if on we line, ever start a sports get you book. Free more money. <laughs> All of these but betting. I watched. I watched as my bet online bet, though. I watched as the Jaguars crawled back and won that game. But here's the annoying part: is I was at the I was at this bar watching the game with with my buddy Joe, and like we were just kind of casually cheering for the Jaguars, like hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, in a very astounding discovery, there were Chargers fans at this bar. What? And this one, yeah, I didn't know they existed. This small group of guys kept standing up and like looking at us. Every time we cheered for the Jaguars and it was like they were going to do something. And then the Jaguars won and they just kind of all huddled back around, <laughs> back around their table. And that was the end of it. It was the weirdest. They're going to fight you and Joe at a bar over a foot or over the Chargers I, game. That's what I'm hearing. I didn't think that I knew that I knew that they, they should weren't. fight. Brandon I, Staley is who they should fight. <laughs> right. You're, you're taking it out of the. The wrong yeah. idiots. I'm just the asshole who bet five dollars on the Jaguars to win. <laughs> oh well, you weren't the only one. I also took them at plus fifteen fifty while they were down bad. I uh, mm. got a pretty happy return there. Uh, it was. I mean, dude, did you do anything last night with that Cowboys game? I I, I tried to do the same thing with the Buccaneers well, no, I, when they were down. <laughs> I took the Cowboys to cover. Um, no, I took a money line, and the odds oh. were bad, which I I don't know why I did that. Nah, you still won. Right. Sometimes you just need a win. Sometimes you yeah. need a win. You need free good money. And if you need that, go to Bet Online. It's the true. It's truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code Believe to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. A lot of good football going on this weekend. If you're listening to the show and you still have, you've just been hearing about me and Joe just raking in the 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 dollars of bill. You know. The, the single unit of monetary dollars value. of bill. Yes. Free good money and dollars of bills. Awesome read, Sean. Sign up for betonline.ag. Come on. Help us out. We're back to our normal off season where we spend 10 minutes bantering before we actually get into the topics. But we do have some actual topics that we're going to discuss today, Sean. And the ones that we're going to get to Jim Harbaugh returning to Michigan, apparently uh, Greg Sankey taking, taking some shots at uh, Kevin Warren and then I want to get to Ed Reed's rant, who took over yeah, as the head coach of Bethune-Cookman. So, Sean, starting things off with Jim Harbaugh, uh, the president of Michigan, Santa Ono, announced his apparent return to the University of Michigan. No expansion for his contract, which was already extended uh, last year. It's not like he's getting a raise or anything, but apparently, according to the president of Michigan, he is coming back. I don't know if this means he is no longer going to be interviewing for any jobs. I would assume that that is going to be the case. But this is positive news for Michigan as not only are they getting Jim Harbaugh back, but they're getting 
all of, I, I believe, all of their top key returning seniors a very good to come class. play for this. Yeah, coming back. Yeah, very good group of guys that is coming back to play for this team with their last leg of eligibility. So, Sean, I think for me, simply enough, getting Jim to come back, even if they threw somebody else in there to lead this team, the outlook would still be positive. But I strongly feel, and I've done a couple shows where I've talked about outlook for next season, who are my way too early top five teams. And one of the ones that I've thrown in there in the top three has consistently been Michigan. I think that yeah. having Jim coming back is massive. Having J.J. McCarthy coming back, Blake Corum coming back, multiple offensive linemen coming back. This team didn't lose a whole lot. They got as far as they did. They are going to be in that conversation, and they should be. And it feels silly continuing to bring them up, but they are going to be in that conversation. It's um, I think bringing back a winning coach is pretty valuable, and that's not a hot take, but we've seen times where schools recently have had one winning season, locked down their coach for a while, and then, uh, okay, what I'm trying to get at is, would you rather have Mel Tucker, who had one good winning season, and then you locked them down way too early for way too long, or Jim Harbaugh, who might be flirting with the NFL every single offseason, but he wins and he's going to get you to the college football playoff. Where would you rather be sitting right now? And I think a lot of people would still want to sit, sit with Michigan. You might be uh, frustrated with his disloyalty and uh, opportunist activities to try to go to the back to the NFL, win a Super Bowl. Sure. But he's built some pretty good teams with not SEC recruits. And he's consistently gotten there. He ran into a very weird, very odd uh, TCU team in the playoff this year. And then next year, I think you are completely valid, as much as it pains to say, to have a good take in having Michigan in your top five next year mm. consistently across the board. They should be. They're a good team. They're well coached. And they have, they have very good players that seem to be passionate about playing for, for Michigan. I, I don't think the season outlook thing is a very hot take. And it's also... Like him coming back, it doesn't really impact anything. I think everyone's going to be talking about Michigan this offseason with him coming back and all those guys that I mentioned. But I think that the better question to ask ourselves is how long of a window is this? How how long is he actually still going to stick around in Michigan? You know what I look at? I look at those group of guys that decided to come back for one more year. J.J. McCarthy's probably going to have his last season before he declares for the NFL draft because he's going to be one of the top names in the class next year. I think next year is his last year for sure. I think that this is his last attempt, his last ditch effort, starting from scratch at quarterback, starting at scratch at multiple key positions, losing those guys that decided to come back are going to put him in a spot where it's like, all right, now's the time to move on. I think he made this decision on the fact that those guys were returning and that he knew that he had, had at least one more good fight left in him before he tries to make that jump back to the NFL. I think that's pretty rational. Uh, you said one irrational thing that I do need an explanation about that you said within your uh, your brief statement there. You what said who who was going to be one of the top guys when he declares for the draft? Did you say J.J. McCarthy? J.J. Mc, JJ, JJ McCarthy is extremely talented. He hasn't brought it and put it all together yet, but the kid was a five-star recruit. He was one of the top recruits at the position in his class. Super freaking talented. He has shown a lot of flashes of it. He needs to put it all together, he but he very well could be a top in a, in, in a playoff game versus TCU. He's young. It's his first full season as a starter, dude. I'm telling you right now, he's why can be a you top, chalk him? Top, why would you? He's going to be a first round quarterback. There, yeah, what? 
He's going to be a first-round quarterback next year. That's not a hot so, take. Say ask, if we were in the same room, I would dare you to look me in my eyes and say that. Yes, I'm going to look you in the eyes and say that J.J. McCarthy will be one of the top quarterbacks drafted in the 2024 NFL draft. He will be a first-round pick. If Will Goddamn Levis is being considered to be it's the first a overall pick class, it is a thin th- class, brother. It's Next a thin year's class. a really talented group, man, and he's going to be amongst Caleb it. Williams and Drake May are one A, one B, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cam Ward's okay. in there. JJ McCarthy's in there. JJ McCarthy not in there. Off of what? Just because he had there was he nothing that I saw this year game. that said this is a first round quarterback. There was nothing that I saw it, until he ran up and down the, the field on a tired TCU defense. Now, don't tell me to watch the tape. The I watched plenty of Michigan. He had a duel a with Talia Tagovailoa. It's a projection. We're making a projection based on traits, and my projection is based on the fact that he's got the tools. And next year, look, I'm not saying it right now. It's a lock. I'm saying that Michigan next year come he down to the wire those, with Maryland, or was it was it next year? Ohio he, State. Next year he puts those traits together, and he has a better season. He shows improvement, just a little bit of improvement. He is a first round pick. I think that is a crazy There's no debate. It, it is a crazy expectation not, to put that much certainty on him becoming a first round pick. He was a. He has all of the. He has everything that you want. He was a five star recruit. He's a great athlete. He's got a great What does that matter arm. to me? What does a five-star recruit matter he, to me or you? It means he's got the five-star recruits get the rating that they do because they have the traits to be a highly drafted kid and to be one of the best players at his position in the country. Who would get drafted high? Not every guy Who? actualizes it, but when it is actualized, it leads to high performance and eventually being drafted highly. Who would get drafted higher, Quinn Ewers or J.J. McCarthy? Um, I'd put them in the same. I see. I'd take Quinn in the first round. Also, I would I think take all him four over those guys. J.J. McCarthy, who was a third round pick, maybe late second round. He's not a third round pick. Who's telling though? you this? Who's telling you he's a first round pick? My own observations. Is I he better than Sam Hartman? Is J.J. McCarthy head? better than Sam Hartman? Jay, Sam Hartman's going to be 45 by the time he enters the NFL. Doesn't oh, matter. Is J.J. McCarthy going to get drafted higher than Sam Hartman over J.J. McCarthy? Because Sam, Sam Hartman can play quarterback. Sam, Sam Hartman's at his ceiling, though. Why am I drafting Sam Hartman, who's at his ceiling, when J.J. Okay. McCarthy has all of the traits and is still very young and has a lot of developing still to be done? Okay. here's I got two more. All right. J.J. McCarthy, would you draft higher than Bo Nix? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Oh, you're. Bo Nix is a good college quarterback. What next? You can ask me if I take uh, uh, him over Stetson Bennett. Would you take him over? Bo- uh, uh, would you take him over Michael Penix Jr.? It shouldn't be close. It shouldn't um, be a tough decision, Joe. It should. No, it should be because Michael Penix Jr. Again is an older player. He is already closer to his ceiling. What is? I have seen matter? just as many He's flashes mature. from. I'm tired of seeing young quarterbacks go to the NFL and not have – they don't know what's going on. I would take DTR over J.J. Because McCarthy. It's a, because it's a, it's a hard position to play. And as yes. we've seen, who are the most successful guys so, in the NFL? So here's what the you, guys would with you, the best traits, the guys with the most talent, those are the guys that succeed. Would who you would, would you draft him first the top, round wait, wait. to have him sit? Would you have him sit for two years like, like Jordan Love? Or would you expect him to be not a first-round game-breaker at 22 years old? Or there are very, however he is. 
there are very few guys who can step in and by their second season have an impact. Daniel Jones is a perfect example of somebody who took a little bit, little bit of time to be good enough to win a playoff game. There are a lot of guys. J- uh, Justin Fields is one of them. Um, I think Trey Lance is going to be one of those guys. It, it, there is a window and a development process for a lot of these quarterbacks that is not just overnight. And you're banking on traits. That's why you're drafting a guy like that. That's why I like a guy like Anthony Richardson is because I'm banking on the traits. The fact that he do you is think young. Anthony Richardson's a first round guy? Yes, I do think Anthony Richardson's a first we round have guy. I have very my evaluation. Have diametrically opposite. Can I give you some philosophical can I give you some all, values on the court? I'm going to give position. you some all 22 tape and you're going to watch it and you're going to do, do a film eval for me on Anthony Richardson. And then I would like to sit here and do have it. a debate with you. Do it. Okay. All right. We will. We, you're going to download the DV sport app and I'm going to give you a no, log. I will not do, do that. I will not download <laughs> DV sport. That's one thing I, I will not do. I knew that was going to give you PTSD. All right. Let's, yeah, let's try not to waste too I much do, time on, on this I, topic. Cause I, I know we're, we're going to go down a rabbit hole. I, I just I'm know we are just going to fight you. You are in, in, well, I would you're love for you to fight me, but you're, you're not going to. You you refuse to come out here and and, and Why don't you come to New York this weekend person? with me? Why don't you come to New York this weekend with me? Because I can't. It's draft season. I'm, I've got a lot going on, dumb, dummy man. I would love to come to New York. I would love to come to New York. I have to get ready for a trip to to, to Mobile. It, it's I'm January seventeenth. I'm going to Mobile in two weeks. Why don't you give me a heads up? What do you mean? Give you a heads up? This I is like a, I, it, I, I, everything is on the on the on the uh, on, on a constant changing wheel. It's like okay, this thing's coming up. I got to prepare for this. This thing's coming up. I got to prepare prepare for this. Am I supposed to? Am I am I your booking agent too? Is yes. that What this is? I was your booking a- agent when we went to freaking Bowie's Creek. <laughs> I had to get <laughs> on you true. to make sure that happened. That is God. I mean, that is true. But. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Greg Sankey stuff, Sean. Sure. Um, you want to talk about two 50-year-old men going at it? Yeah, two 50-year-old men sure. going at it. So this this saga I'm obsessed with because it it has a lot of uh, high school drama <laughs> vibes to it. So Greg Sankey said in the Georgia celebration after they won the national championship, this was his quote. We need leaders today in college football and college sports. Uh, not leaders who make a stop to build a resume and go on to something else, but those who understand the problems ahead are real and demand our attention. Now, that's a very apt point by Greg Sankey, and he's referring to Kevin Warren, who is the Big Ten commissioner, who is now moving on to be the CEO of the Chicago Bears. And in a response to him, uh, I love this response because it's so just like, I don't care. I've moved on to the next thing. Uh, Kevin Warren responds with, tell him I love him. So that's... Uh, that's the back and forth now. This is like when Look, a kid on the baseball yeah. team stopped playing pay- baseball to go play lacrosse. All right. That's what it's like. And then the baseball team is all it? like, oh, what do you Oh, you're not loyal to the team. It's 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 lame. It's lame from Greg Sankey. To say that. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why the shot was necessary. I also think that Warren has done so much for the Big Ten. The fact that he got was instrumental in getting that massive TV deal. He was instrumental in getting USC and UCLA I think to that's join still the Big be a Ten. Disaster, but I get why it's a positive for money wise. I still think it's a disaster for the athletes. I just there must have been some past tension between the two of them because for him helping reshape the future of college football with conference realignment and then moving on to a an exciting opportunity with the Chicago Bears. I I think you should be rooting for guys like that. Well, didn't he that, create? I don't an understand why like he's against the off. SEC. 
And then like I, maybe, maybe Greg Sankey to. took that personally. Probably. I, I, I would like to see, I, I don't know, the, the stepping stone thing. If, if, if people believe, and there are people who believe that Kevin Warren has interest in becoming the next commissioner of the NFL, if that's what he wants to do, then get some commissioner experience in the Big Ten, go become a CEO of a NFL team, and then become commissioner of the NFL, if that's what he wants to do. Who cares if he stays at the Big Ten for, uh, for longer than three years? I don't. I also, if I'm Sankey, I don't care about this because I would... And look, we know it's a it's below him. It's beneath him. The co- he's in the SEC. He's he's too powerful. Well, it's it's, it, it's the next highest competing conference. But as we know, there are a lot of movements in the shadows that happen with all of these conferences. And I know this is a total tinfoil hat theory here, but like if I'm Sankey, I'm trying to see who who I can get and maybe who can take on that position that would be the most advantageous for the SEC. Because ultimately Sankey's goal, we know Sankey's goal is to reimagine and re-sculpt the landscape of college football. As he talked about in this quote, he does not need a competitor in this position. He needs somebody he can work with. That's what's important. His enemy is the guy, the dumbass that I don't even know his name, that they just hired as the new head of the NCAA. That's, that's your enemy. Oh yeah. This is a partner. You you should be partners with the second biggest conference because eventually realistically that should be the competing conference for a national championship. That is what is going to lead to yeah. a better product so we don't have to watch what we saw this year. You think him and Charlie Baker are going to become enemies? <laughs> I, I think Baker. the new NCAA president, former governor. Again, I don't I could care less about that moron. I <laughs> Why do you care less about the president of the NCAA? He's a meat shield. And I, ca- I, I, I care a less. Meat shield. Uh, uh, for what? For, for for the fans to yell at? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The the, the Emory He's, before him was a meat shield. They just said like, all right, guy, you took too many shots. He's, there's too much blood on the on the ground. We got to bring in a new meat shield. Here's what's here's what I've, I've really been realizing. Uh, like Roger Goodell and all these commissioners are just an outlet for sports fans to yell at them like they want to yell at their boss. That's what I've started to realize when in seeing the discourse of a, like there was a Vikings fan that was calling a Roger Goodell a bitch and, and you just being foul to him. And I'm like, okay, mm. you really don't care about this. This is what you want to say about your boss at little Caesars. Like that's what you want to say. Not, uh, not to Roger Goodell. <laughs> you don't know Roger Goodell. You haven't met him. You haven't seen what, if you want to talk about some of the practices of sweeping things under the rug, if that's when you want to yell and you have a, a firm argument, why you don't like what he does fine, but booing him, you're just, you, you're literally just, just booing your boss subconsciously. And I think a lot of the dumb sports fans don't understand that. That's why I don't boo uh, uh, the commissioners. I don't boo these, <laughs> these, these leaders of their industries in sports, because why would I? I don't know them, and, and that's that's why I don't get you booing Charlie Baker. <laughs> Wait, I boo him because of the NCAA's lack of institutional control, and and the the chaotic nature of the sport is directly related to the NCAA. I hate him for who he now represents. <laughs> He's not the one who made all the decisions and pulled all the strings that led to what NIL is right now. What the transfer portal is right now. Sure. I am supportive of both, but there is a clear stance by the NCAAs that they just said, oh, F it. We like you guys wanted this. Go ahead. Just, you know, just do, do it like you guys, like a pouting child. 
like an upset or actually I think the better example is it's like an upset parent when you get your way and they didn't want you to do something. It's like, you know what? Fine. You guys want to go do it. Go ahead. Go mess up. Let's see what happens. That's kind of the approach. And they're letting us kind of fall on our face with like the Jaden Rashada stuff and, and all these other different Sam Hartman. People think he was tampered with. There's all these different things that happen from a year to year basis. Jordan Addison that are going to be propped up as, is this cheating? Is it not? And it's because there's no control. And of course, I'm going to hate the guy who is now the the guy that's supposed to be yelled at. That was what he was hired to be, is to be screamed at. I don't think I don't think Charlie Baker okay. is going to do dick compared to what Roger Goodell's <laughs> impact on the NFL is. Roger Goodell has an impact. Charlie Baker. It, he I, hasn't I, I even could, started he, yet. We don't know. We don't he know. He hasn't even English. started yet. I don't even know. I, if he, I if, think if, that if, he might. He might speak Here's English. The thing. Here's the guys on the CFE were saying that that you can't or we shouldn't be so quick to judge new uh, uh, developments, new rules, new NIL stuff like this before seeing it take place over a span of three to four years. When we see a full class go through and see the positives and the negatives and weigh them one way or another, this has been one year of it. This has been one year mm -hmm. of collectives trying to be built, collectives falling through, uh, whatever types of tampering you want to have and, and name and call tampering. You want to talk about whatever the hell happened at Texas A&M with that, with all their recruits. Now all their recruits are going and there's all these investors that are like, oh, well, why did I just give $2 million to, to three to three 17 year olds? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, it, we have to wait for it to level it out. And that's not a fun take because that means we have to wait and see what the change takes place. So I, I thought they, they made an astute point because this is obviously the after show for that show. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought they made a pretty astute point that where we just have to let it simmer and develop. I mean, you you, you make a you make a stew, or you 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 don't go eating it after an hour. You gotta let it simmer. You gotta let the let the stuff mix together. You 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 put a you put a damn potato in a crock pot and let it sit for thirty minutes. You take a bite out of it. It's gonna be hard. It's not gonna be what you want. God, a bunch of impatient children. Oh, my team hard. didn't get this recruit. It was definitely tampering. Oh, oh, oh. we're not going to make the playoff until it, it expands to 12 teams in a year. God, college calling, football fans are immature. Calling the landscape of college football a hard potato might be yeah. the strangest analogy that's been dropped on this show. That's what it is. That's what we're treating it like. Oh, yeah. I just bit into a raw potato and, let, and instead of letting it cook. Awesome. Sean, getting you fall into that also, that. by the way, you fall into it. I don't give a shit, but, but you, I, I don't like the, you're not as connected to college football fandom, I think. So you don't oh, share connected, the same brother. beliefs. Oh, I'm connected. You're, you're not there yet though. Cause you're a newly found Tennessee fan before that you weren't. So it's, it's, Hey, I don't, you're not there. Out my dirty laundry. Some of us, I'm not airing some out. of us I'm said not, that they, all right, you're kind of airing me out. <laughs> Someone did air out uh, a certain institution, though, this weekend, Sean. Uh, Ed Reed, who was oh. recently hired in a string of former NFL players to be hired at HBCU programs, uh, he took over Bethune-Cookman. Yeah. And he was on Instagram Live, and in a very irate rant that he made on Instagram Live, uh, he was pissed about a number of things, particularly having to clean up the trash in his office, to clean up the trash around the facilities, one of the quotes from that rant, he said, I'm walking out here with the football team picking up trash. I should leave. Not even under under contract yet. And this, I think, opens up like a really complex issue 
with these guys taking over these HBCU jobs. So we've we've had Hugh Jackson take over Grambling State. We've had Eddie George take over Tennessee State. And obviously this Deanna one, State. yeah, now he's at Colorado, but, yeah, but there are obvious budgetary restrictions. And I totally understand what, what Ed Reed's frustration is. They're also during Dion's time, the rumors, and I'm not justifying, like not justifying, no, is not the right word. I'm not supporting these rumors, but the rumors that you kind of heard is the misplacement of funds that were drawn by Dion when he was at Jackson State, that apparently people, some people claim the university was pocketing some of that money when it should have been in support of the facilities, the equipment, and some of those things. Again, that is purely uh, rumor-based, and, and again, that's just things that you see on Twitter. I don't know the, the validity of them. So here we are now with, the, with another situation where Ed Reed is frustrated, he's pissed off. Again, I kind of understand that frustration. I understand where he's coming from. It's an uphill battle to try and take over one of these programs. As we know, at the low-level FCS, it's really not a lot of funding. It's really not a lot of money. There's not a lot of money you get from the gate from ticket sales. So, again, I understand the frustration, but at the same time, it's going to take some time for them to get in a position where he's not cleaning up the trash. Like I remember all the stupid stuff that that we had to do that you wouldn't normally have to do at another bigger university, and we had a much larger budget than a program like Nathan yeah. Cookman. Ed Reed has been hired as a football coach, but I believe also as an instrument of change because we saw an instrument of change take place at Jackson State. It's going to be a tough go at it. And I don't, I'm not going to sit up here on a soapbox and try to explain the intricacies of HBCUs and what they have uh, gone from to where they are now and, and, and whatever has been going on at the HBCUs. I don't know that well. I know enough, but not that well. So I'm not going to try to be all soapboxy about it. But there's also a way that you have to try. And if you have an opportunity to have somebody like Ed Reed with connections, talents, adept coaching, resources that could bring in other talented coaches to maybe improve your football team. If, if you have been able to lock this down and and, and try to, to, to make a leap as a program, that means that everybody has to try to make the leap. Everybody has to say, okay, if we're going all in on this and we saw what happened to Jackson State, which was what I would say, fantastic. It was great. There was media coverage all over the place. They were on college game day. It was a good, mm. I would say a good three years at Jackson State. If, if Bethune-Cookman wants to be like that, then it can't just be, let's put it all on Ed Reed and have him fix it all for us. It has to be administration. Right. It has to be staff. It has to be the players. It has to be the other coaches. It has to be uh, administration and funding from the school itself, not just within the athletic department. So Ed Reed's frustration seems to be, oh, they just brought me in here to fix everything for them uh, I instead of everybody coming together as a cohesive unit and building something that could be really special, which it could be. It, it really could be. And it could be at any right, college campus. Cool. Yeah, that's what I was loosely getting at. And I think you, you really summed that up perfectly where well, that's what I do. Having a former superstar veteran in the NFL and in college football, a Hall of Famer, take over your program, a Hall of Famer. Bringing that guy in deserves a level of support. You hire that guy and it's it's not only saying, OK, this is going to bring attention, positive attention to the university. We're also going to back you with any support that we can. And I don't know how you reallocate funds or heck, I would talk to any donor that I could 
that donates to other departments say like, hey, like we really think that if we make this football program successful, it is going to lead to positive change for this university. But exactly as you said, it does kind of give that sense of they hired Ed and they're like, Ed, fix everything. Go, go clean the, go clean the fields, go clean your own office. You're going to come in you're going to fix everything. And we're not going to give you a look of help. That's that to me is unreasonable. And I think that is ridiculous that that is the approach by the university. And I really hope that that is not the case. I really hope that that is just a, maybe a miscommunication. And because he just started, there wasn't a, a, a better uh, step. And he has since apologized. And I'm sure that he's had a conversation with the university because of that apology. Um, that they're going to give him some support, but exactly to your point, if we're going to hire these guys at any level, even if it's not an HBCU, if it's an FCS program at any level, if you're hiring a big name, you should be giving them not a bigger salary. That's not what I'm saying, but more support to the football program when it comes to just simply cleaning up the facilities. We're on the same page here. You let in perfectly because it doesn't have to just be an HBCU. It could be FCS. It could be FBS. And look what happened with one of the worst FBS teams last year. They brought in Deion Sanders. And what are we seeing? We're seeing a cohesive effort to try to change the yeah. culture there at Colorado to try to, I think Colorado with a new cu- culture change with, 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 with inspired players and coaches and administration can win some games next year. They won't have two wins, three wins, whatever they had, they could actually be comp- competitive in the back 12. And with that, with, with however many people coming together like that, Bethune Cookman could win a bunch of games next year. They could, and it, it, so it's not. I don't see it as solely as an HBCU issue. I see it as it, it could be individually school uh, yeah. based. And mm. I, I mean, shoot, man, this is Colorado. They have had stars. They have had good players, coaches. They are a, a long-standing F- FBS institution. They are awful, and they were awful last year. They brought in a guy who they saw had a track record that could do something, but they didn't just say, "All right, Dion, it's all you." And that's what every school, if you're doing that, needs to do. You can't just pin it on one guy and hope he makes all your all, all your hopes and dreams happen. It's too it's too much. It's too difficult for a sport of this magnitude. All right, Sean, we got to wrap soon. Sure. So we can't get to all of the we can't get to the thirty minutes of the the Sean Anderson show. Uh, you wrote a lot of things <laughs> down that you wanted to share with us. I haven't. We haven't done again. a show in a little bit. I thought we could discuss I some know. things, but it, we've already gone for about forty minutes. Yeah, we wasted 10 minutes at the beginning of the show talking about your bowling league. Talking about um, nothing. Talking about nothing. Uh, I want to hear the hot tub story. The rest of these, I think we could save for another day. TikTok stinks as we know. So we don't. that's nothing that we need to It's just I, I, rehash that you don't know how to operate your phone properly and that your big head doesn't fit on the screen when you correct. try to do the, the green screen. Do I need screen to pull the phone screen. away from me more? I think you need better lighting. I think that's what it is. I think you're like in your dark clouded room and uh i've been trying considering I, I, that I, I before you bought that light I, I, I gotta let you know i've been trying with this with this okay. stupid app How, and you got a new phone too recently right yeah i don't get it that's weird that it doesn't out. work it, it's not all right well, let's hear the hot tub story well it's it, why are we it, in a hot tub well it was just a a, a a late night on saturday and then as the mm-hmm. as the as the closing time music came on at the bar uh, one of my roommates approached me and said, hey, you want to go home or you want to go to this hot tub? I know there's a hot tub about 15 minutes away from here. I say, well, I want to go home. hot tub was it? Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, okay. It was his little sister's friend's hot tub. Little sister being like 22, 23. Like not like little, little sister, but like his younger sister's friend's parents' house has a hot tub. 
So I'm Did like, you break nah, into somebody's house? Uh, oh well, I don't know if how invited of a guest I was. I was there. Oh. It, the welcome. I can I just. Think, they weren't really necessarily rolling out the red carpet. Couldn't? Could you imagine being sixty and it's two thirty in the morning, and then you just hear the largest, loudest drunk idiot? Boof. 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 Just walking right, on your deck and like then just go loud. A lot, because that's how you walk. A large splash as they get into your in your hot tub, and you think a oh, bear dude. is trying to. I had to, I had to be the first one in, by the way, because I didn't want to be fat guy last in the hot tub. Doesn't have a spot, so I had to get a corner chair. Uh, but I'm like, no, nah, I don't really want to go. I, 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 you know, it's it's already two, uh, and the lights are on at this bar. And if, the, if we're ever here when the lights are on, it probably means we've been out too late. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh no, no, come on, doesn't don't you think it'd be fun? I'm like, ah, I got convinced. Took the Uber out there, um, pulled up to the house, crazy house. It's like a beach house on the inside, which I've never seen a house like that in Northern Virginia because it's Northern Virginia. It's mm. suburbs. Uh, but it was like a trippy house. Uh, didn't I, I just I was like in a whole different world where time didn't exist. And there were landlines in bathrooms and just weird art. And the, the mom was still up watching SNL. And I introduced myself to her at 2.30 in the morning. And I, I, I don't really know the, the girl whose it's house it a, actually is. Uh, you're but too I know old everybody to be doing else. this. You're too old to be doing this. Oh, my God. <laughs> you and I are living in completely different worlds right now. But continue. One's, one of us is having fun. One of us isn't. Yeah. But <laughs> I think well, I well, my yeah, good kids in you. Uh, what? What is that? Am, am I far no, off on just, that? I, you're correct. You're definitely having a lot more fun, and I, I, I wish I could willingly have. I wish I could not care and be up till two in the morning and not think like tomorrow, like two. damn, I'm just gonna not get anything. Actually, up till four probably. I can't Every functionally be like, damn, I'm just gonna throw tomorrow away. Like I, I would be very flustered knowing that I did not like get ahead. You know, get more extra work done. That's just how uh, I operate because I'm uptight. Unlike I, 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 I'm not. This isn't a dig at you. Like no, I'm no, just no. I understand. No, no, no. I, I'm not even. I'm not even taking it as that, uh, which I normally would. Yeah. Uh, but this, you are completely right. I'm too old for this. I'm too old to be doing this uh, on every level. I'm too old to be closing down the bar, uh, uh, which not even with that fun of company. I would say. Uh, mm. And then I mean, it was okay, but rolling into a hot tub at. 2:45 in the morning uh in a stranger's hot tub and then leaving bloody footprints because i stepped on a nail in the inside basement that i had to clean off the tile <laughs> oh some of us would say oh that God. i am too old for that now it was a clean nail so i don't have tetanus which i'm happy about it was like a, a I like remember a now, now nail. the nail thing makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, we had a call oh on God. Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to call my pal and let him know. He said, "Save it for the show." But no, it was uh, it was rather debaucherous. But I did bowl on Sunday, so I did get some stuff done. I'm I'm praying for you. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I'm also it was, well, praying you don't think for it'd our be listeners. Fun to, you don't think it'd be fun to sit in a hot tub next to me, both of us in our underwear? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why, why wouldn't that be fun? You don't think that the owners of Absolutely the hot tub are, ha- are happy that I'm sitting in my underwear in their hot tub after being we're, at the bars for eight hours? Were any of your – was it your friend's sister or your friend's friend's sister? No, it was me, my roommate, a friend of the household, my roommate's sister, and my roommate's sister's friend. Okay, so it wasn't just a bunch of random. It was not just. It was not just me okay. sitting. I had okay. at least some present company that could cover me if someone was like, "Who's this? Who's this jerk?" Okay, I don't think that would sound very, very entertaining for me. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> Come on, I'd rather be asleep. Eh. To each their own. Um, <laughs> again, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you make it to 30 uh, at Joe Delio and at Radio. Well, so am I. Drive safe, everybody. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.